Okay, here we go. We are live. I am recording. For all the new listeners, thank you for coming in. At the beginning of each episode, I do something called the Playlist Shuffle, where I go to my playlist or my songs and hit shuffle. And whatever comes up, comes up. It's very revealing and exposing and puts me on front street and can potentially really embarrass me. I'm going to go ahead and hit it right now. Oh! Journey, Separate Ways. I actually really like this song. Thank you again for coming and listening to The Grip Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Sky Osborne. I am back this week with Leah Graham. This is episode 26. Why can't white people talk about black movies? That's going to be the gist of the conversation. Uh, you can follow The Grip Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, uh, uh, Google Play, Podbean, uh, Stitcher. And if it's not on the service that you use, DM me and I'll see what I can do. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at The Grip Podcast, on Facebook at The Grip Podcast, on Twitter at Matthew Sky Oz, O-Z. Uh, don't have a Twitter account for the podcast, just using my personal ish profile um you can get your be humane wristbands i'm wearing it right now on my wrist uh hashtag be humane i've been preaching that for a while the whole point of the wristband is to uh be a conversation starter you're wearing it somebody says hey what's that you say glad you asked this is my be humane wristband which stands for whatever your be humane issue is uh civil rights gay rights you know I don't know, global warming, transgender rights. Uh, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be one thing. It can be a number of things. Um, again, just meant to be a conversation starter. Funny uh, story real quick. My dentist asked me what it was, and uh, I didn't tell him <laughs> because I, I didn't want. You ever heard that saying, don't shit where you eat? It, not so much shitting, but, you know. Um, I was like, wow, well, you know, I don't know. What if she's like a super hardcore, crazy Fox News Republican? And then I go off and say that shit about, you know, we talk about white supremacy and racism. And then, like, she's cleaning my teeth, and then she, like, you know, just, like, slices one of my gums, and I start bleeding out, and I die. That's a little extreme, but I didn't really tell her. I just said, you know, just be humane. Golden rule. <laughs> Uh, please subscribe, share the uh, podcast on your social media. Please, please do that. Um, we want to grow the podcast. And uh, like I said, I'm going to start here shortly working on giveaways uh, for sharing the podcast and um, uh, rating us on iTunes. That should be it. We're going to call Leah here in a second. I'm going to let this journey rock for just a few more seconds.
going? It's good. Uh, can I can I please speak with uh, Leah Graham? <laughs> this is she. Hey. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Not much. Just been trying to get this video camera going. Oh, you got it going. I think so. We'll see. <laughs> Not <laughs> promising anything. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I guess for. Yeah, those of you who don't know, uh, sent Leah a camera because I I know I'm this amazing, like beautiful guy, and everybody loves to look at me. Um, but I also wanted to share the stage with Leah. <laughs> <laughs> so generous of you. Yeah, you know. So I, I, I like. You may not. You may not think that after you see this first video. We'll Ooh. see. You may revoke my right. No, I don't think so. <laughs> You're mixed, Leah. You're beautiful. Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> no matter the quality of the video, you're mixed and that's all we need. That's all we need. You're just a mixed, beautiful baby-ish lady, grown-up person, whatever. Oh <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, oh so I got, I got tired of just having that black and white photo of you up there, like in the corner, like, I'm on the phone with this person. Yeah, so I just, you know, I want to give him, I want to give him you. I want to share the stage. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> How's your day been? Uh, my day has been super busy, actually. That's why I'm a little bit behind schedule here. I, I've, I spent the um, afternoon with the actors uh, that for that thing I'm shooting next weekend. And like we were really like getting into it and I didn't want to stop because you know, we haven't had, a whole, had like a whole lot of time to rehearse and talk about the script. So, you know, they're asking me all this other stuff that's not in the script and you know, where the nuances and what are the things that are not saying and what, what's, where's he coming from and where's she coming from? And I don't want to give too much away uh, for people who are listening. Um, but you know, like the stuff we talk about, like people don't really say what they mean uh, a lot of the time sort of thing. Yeah. And what's behind? Is this behind? script that I helped? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize we were we were there already. We are filming next Saturday. Wow. Yes. And, That's um, exciting. Yeah, they were asking a lot of important questions, and I was just really impressed. And I was like, I mean, not that I thought they weren't going to do well. I was just like, wow, you guys are, like, really asking me. They're like, so what does he feel about himself? And, you know, <laughs> uh does he does he think of himself as this kind of black person or this kind of black person? And she's like, well, you know, what about her? Is she this kind of white person, this white person? Where is she? Yeah, wow. I was like, whoa, you okay? You know? You're like, uh, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me five minutes. <laughs> it was it was cool because I I'm doing that work and we talked me and you talked about it, you know, uh, when you worked on it, and then you know yeah. my wife and she worked on it, so we had those conversations. Right, right, right. And we were having the conversations with them today, but I wasn't bringing it up. They brought it up. Yeah, they're really working hard to get into character and all that good stuff. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, so that, that's what I did this morning, or afternoon-ish. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you, what are you doing? What are you, How am I doing, or yeah, what am I doing? What, what are you doing? What's happening right now? What's going on in your world? Huh? Tell me something. <laughs> Any hot dates? I'm taking a break from dating. That's stupid. Dating's stupid. It is. Oh. 
my latest, um, yeah, I don't even know if I want to go into it, but he was like super into me and said all these things, not like schmoozing me, but I mean, it seemed genuine. Like he thought I was just awesome and had all these experiences he wanted to hear about and, yeah, you know, like overseas and all that stuff. And then he was like, well, I definitely want to see you again. And I mean, it was like, it was just the first date, but still it seemed like we were off to a good start. And yeah. then he like totally canceled the next two times we were supposed to hang out for like no good reason. He's Weird like, Oh, I got, I'm going to my aunt's house. Like the night we had plans. Yeah. Are you free another day? And I'm like, I don't have time for this. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. Like things don't add up and it doesn't make sense. And he actually seemed like the first, um, fairly normal, like guy I'd gone out with in a while. So yeah kind of excited so i don't know i'm just kind of over it something's not something's not working so i'm just gonna chill for a little bit i mean that's good you know it's all right you know it is what it is yeah. what you do yeah no so, pressure no pressure nothing too exciting on that front okay <laughs> no more manicure manicure stories yeah, that's, <laughs> nothing that's, like that to analyze that's foul <laughs> which is a good thing yeah super foul <laughs> um i think i'm gonna name I don't remember what your note said, but I kind of want to name this episode. Why can't white people talk about black movies? <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's okay, not like that what title come from. I'll tell you here in a second, but like, okay. I, don't, I don't, that's not going to be the whole episode. That's not going to be like the gist of it, but I just think that's funny, a uh, funny title because I've been having those conversations and I was going through your list, and I was like, huh, because I think you were talking about representation right? in there. And I think this all falls in together because this has been happening to me a lot lately, like just this week and then the last few weeks. And it's been going on uh -oh. for a while. I've been having this conversation uh, with a lot of white people. And so I, okay. I, I really want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm game. Okay. You, you want me to start or you got some things? On your mind? No, you you start us. Okay, so how do I start this? Um, so I, I guess I'll just start by saying, um, like Black Panther, uh, Get Out, uh, Us that just came out. Have you seen any of yeah. those? Um, I've seen the first two. I have not seen Us yet. You seen Black Panther and Get Out? Okay. Yes. And you know those were, those were obviously a really big deal. Yes. And there was a lot of hype and excitement around these movies for um, obvious reasons. Um, after some of the hype kind of died down, I started having these funny conversations with black and white people about these movies. Okay. And what I mean by that is, okay, so I'll put myself on blast here. I thought Black Panther was a good movie. Um, okay. Was it... I guess I got to separate how I talk about this because I'm going to get myself in trouble. Because um, I did having these conversations. There's I got the myself in trouble over Black Panther <laughs> too, probably for different reasons than you did. So yeah. I'll let you confess first and then I'll confess how I got in trouble. So there's the movie itself and there then there's what the movie represents. Right. There's two different conversations happening and I saw a lot of like – Intersectionality, you know, with those topics, I guess. 
And for more information on what that means, go to episode 17. <laughs> Just trying to randomly <laughs> throw phrases in there. <laughs> right. So there's two okay, different wait, conversations. Break- why don't you, yeah, break down a little bit. Can you break down for Absolutely. us what you mean by that? Okay. So there's just the movie itself. How was how was it put together? Did the actors do a good job? Did it make sense? Was there a good story? Was there a good plot? How did it make you feel? Right. There's that conversation. Like with any movie that you have, did you like the movie? Did you not like the movie? What parts of the movie sure. did you like? There's Then there's the conversations about what the movie represented for like African-Americans, right? Um, an all-black cast and a black director and a black superhero. And these are things that we haven't seen in cinema before. So it's like groundbreaking. Right. And it's hard to, it was, it seemed like it was difficult to have those two conversations because everybody was making it one conversation. Like combining Combining the two. Cause like, if you were to say you didn't really enjoy the movie, then you're also saying you don't support, black movies right <laughs> and you're like no no yes. no no that's not what i'm saying you know because yeah. that was the issue i got to like i thought it was a good movie but i didn't think it was it's not the best movie i've ever seen um I as was far like, as the message no just the movie like? in itself like oh okay how like it was made the plot like the technical oh okay 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 like they're like um uh, like the villain and how they interact with the villain and were there too many villains and okay 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 um you know see you're a big like comic book guy so I think you yeah, probably I'm... notice things that maybe other people don't notice yeah like would the actor like or would the character do this thing and well Black Panther behaves this way and there's that stuff so okay. people were having two different conversations. Right. And it was very hard to separate the two. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, and so I had a like a lot of white people like talk to me and it's weird. They would talk to me and they would only say it to me as far as I'm aware, because they felt like it was safe to say it to me <laughs> because I just, I know how to talk to people, white or black, regardless. I just know how to talk to people. And so they would be like, you know, in not so many words, Matt, I'm afraid to say I didn't really enjoy the movie because I don't want to be looked at as a racist. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, I get that because if I come out and say I'm not a big, huge fan of Black Panther, then I'm kind of looked at like, oh, you know, you you kind of like uh, Uncle Tom or you're you're a traitor. And I'm like, yo, that is an extreme. Like, what are yeah. you? Yeah. No. Were people really going to that degree? Though? Yes. Oh wow. yeah. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Um. I'm a real social person in a lot of social circles. And so I'm having a lot of conversations with people throughout life about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and it was the same with, um, well, I don't, let me, let me go back to Black Panther. Like the line in Black Panther where Killamonger, the (laughs) villain says, uh, go ahead and kill me because I know that death is better than bondage. Yeah. Okay. That that was, was that was insane. Like, yeah. I can't believe you put that in a comic book movie. Right. That was a really powerful moment. That blew statement. my mind. I was like, what just happened? Yeah. So it was magnificent with with things like that. And like when the one sister calls the white guy, what are you doing here, colonizer? I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. 
Did she just say that? I was just thinking of that <laughs> phrase. Yeah. So it was like magnificent in doing those things and, and having like the heroes and maybe was it, it wasn't Compton. It was, that's Los Angeles, somewhere in New York, Queens. I don't know. A lot of powerful imagery and, and lines and things like that. So it's, it's difficult to separate that from the movie and the, the impact and all that. And so I saw this also with like get out. Um, okay. I thought get out was a good movie. I, I enjoyed the movie. I had no problems with the movie, but I wasn't like, I wasn't tripping over myself to praise the movie. Okay. I was like, it was a good movie. It, it talked about interesting things. I like the, the references. I get the, 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 the tone and all these other things, but it was like, it was cool. Yeah, but not like mind blowing. <laughs> it wasn't mind blowing. Like it, maybe it okay. was in the fact that you know you don't see a lot of dark, um, you know, actors. Like they always have like a high, like brown or light brown person, black person. They never have like a dark black person, right? And they and I think Jordan Peele actually talks about that about casting all of his roles with like really. Um, dark-skinned black people because you, they're, they're not represented. It's always, you know, I've, as I've heard, high yellow. Right. <laughs> you know, light brown. Right. Black people, not not the chocolate people, as I say. <laughs> I can say that. You, can, you can't say that. Like, my my chocolate black people, you know. Um, so, <laughs> they don't, you don't see that in Hollywood, you know. It's like, I think that's, I think like Lupita Nyong'o, like, beautiful. Yeah, I think that skin color. I think that dark skin like that is is just beautiful. It's just beautiful yeah. to me. Um, so I know I'm rambling just a little bit here, but it's just if you don't praise the movie, then you kind of get looked at funny because the movies are doing something in society that's powerful. Sure. But then you also have just the movie and how was the yeah. movie? Right, right. Not right. so much what the movie represents. Well, and I guess for my end, like, I'm probably not nearly as strong on the, like, technical aspects of things, you know, like evaluating and analyzing, you know, like the quality of the movie from that, that standpoint. I mean, if it's like really bad, obviously, I, I, I know, <laughs> but, but as far as like the more nuanced analysis is the, of the um, technical quality, that's yeah. definitely not my strong point, but I'm always looking at you know, like the message and the, like the nuances of the, the, the messages that they're getting across for, for instance, like in get out, I remember, um, there was a part, it's been so long since I've seen that movie, but it was like towards the end of the movie where they're having like a big party in their backyard or something. Yeah. But there's, um, an Asian man who is, um, like makes an appearance. I don't think he was anywhere else in the movie. And he is definitely parroting the things that like the white folks are saying. I mean, you can definitely tell that he's kind of being cast as on that side of things. Right. And, you know, so it's stuff like that, that are these like subtle, you know, to me, that was like kind of showing how a lot of times Asian Americans and even Latinx folks and and other community, non-black communities of color, um, 
have a lot of anti-blackness within their communities as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like elements like those that I'm usually more like tuned into and trying to pick apart. And, um, and I mean, as far as black Panther, you know, I don't have any sort of like comic book background at all. Um, but this movie had been so hyped and I mean, I'll be honest when I, um, got to the end of that movie, I was like mad. I was like in the theater. <laughs> what what made you mad? For saying this. I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? Is that really the end? Like you've got to be kidding me. But I was kind of going in there thinking that the I had these expectations that the movie was not just going to be um, like – mind-blowing as far as the representation you know the representation of black folks and of africa and not like africa as you know like starving kids and africa as like uh, as a powerful i mean you know like like an african country right wakanda as this powerful entity with valuable resources because that's what the continent is yeah exactly and so but beyond that I was expecting that there was going to be also this like hard hitting message, like, like kind of how get out addressed, you know, like interracial relationships, obviously in a very interesting way. Right. But, but I was expecting that of black Panther. And so from my initial viewing of the movie, I felt like (laughs) I've since kind of, change my perspective some but i felt like they killed off the revolutionary killmonger right like demonized him as just this crazy person with these these insane ideas killmonger made a lot of good points right i felt like killmonger (laughs) was not that far off i was probably team killmonger more than i was right anybody else and so the fact that they like demonized him and made him just kind of like seem yeah, like crazy or and he was radical. I get that. I'm probably I'm pretty radical too, so maybe that's why I liked him. Um and then kind of at the very end of the movie, so that so they kill the revolutionary, killmonger, kill him off, demonize him, and then at the very end, it, it's kind of like the solution to these issues is to open this what was it, like a nonprofit like community center or like an educational center. I can't remember exactly what it was at the very end. Right. Right. To open that center in, um, again, I don't even remember what city it was. And I was like, that's the solution to like all of these issues is to freaking open like a nonprofit. Not that that can't do some good, but like, how is that supposed to solve the, like help with these like worldwide issues? So it felt like a very, like safe, whitewashed, like palatable <laughs> solution to all these issues that they brought up in the movie right. and insufficient, if like a very insufficient um, solution. Um, and so I, I don't know. I was just like, what I get the it. hell did I just see? And so I had those exact same conversations with people and the, the thing that that I guess you might not, like you said, you're not into the comics and all that. 
So like the the there's a lot more going on that I had to walk back and really think about because if you've seen any Marvel movie, the fact that they got that stuff in the movie blew my mind. Okay. I because the, they don't do that, and the okay. movie I wanted I was never gonna see. Like they were never gonna make the movie I wanted. Right. <laughs> they Same were never me. gonna make That's the Killamonger movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Because of like yeah. the Killamonger movie is going to have Black Panther kind of as the villain, I would think. <laughs> because I'm like, yo, you guys were over here hiding safe in Wakanda while the rest of us were out here getting enslaved and going through civil rights and all this. Right. And then you're going to demonize us. I, I mean, I say us, but like I, yeah. black Americans, you're going to demonize black Americans then for wanting to like for these kind of revolutionary radical ideas. I, I just felt like it was, I felt like that was kind of representative of how African American, African Americans are seen and treated by blacks in the diaspora often. Yeah. It's like, we don't understand. You seem too radical. Like, why are you so angry? <laughs> I'm not saying everyone feels that way, but I think a lot of times for, um, from my experiences with Africans who um, migrate to the States or Haitians or, you know, p- people from the diaspora, it's, there isn't a lot of understanding. I, I mean, I guess in the same way that, that black folks from the U S would immigrate to one of those countries and maybe not understand the context, you know, of the people in those countries. I mean, right. I, I'm not saying it only works one way, but yeah, I think that was another part that really upset me. Like one more movie that's like demonizing black Americans, <laughs> which happens in reality, but that part I wasn't in love with either. <laughs> yeah. So if you know anything about the director, Ryan Coogler, he's this um, black, he's a black guy, maybe like in his early thirties. Uh, he okay. did Fruitvale station. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I know you're talking Oscar about Oscar. Um, I can't think of his last name. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so Ryan Coogler is this really good director, and he tackles black issues very well. Okay. And so when we heard he was doing Black Panther, we like lost our minds. We we're like, holy shit! Like, right? This is going to be incredible. And then you right. start hearing all the hype. Right. Right. And then you go see the and movie. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it. I don't. I don't want to say it didn't live up to the hype. Because again, I had to walk back a lot of my early opinions because to to get that stuff in a Marvel movie is insane. Yeah, I don't know that how he was able to put that stuff in the movie and right. made all the references, you know, that he made and the and the and the, the the nuances, all that stuff. Like, so it was a feat that he even got that stuff in the movie. And so that makes sense. I was like, hats off to you, man. I don't know how you went to this huge corporate monster and still, you know, made some of the points you you made. Right, 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 right. So that's what I'm saying. I don't want to take anything away from that. And what he did was an amazing feat. Um, But the, the point I'm kind of trying to make with these movies like black Panther or get out or us. And I just saw us uh, this past week. And I saw it, and I was like, "It was cool." <laughs> you know, and a couple of my black friends were like, "Oh, like, come on, Matt." I was like, "It was cool." You know what I mean? Like, it was cool. Like, it was good. It was a good movie. It was solid. It was a good movie. 
I mean, I'm not calling home about it. Like, yo, you know, go go see us. I'm like, it was good. Yeah. And like, that was it. And like some of my, my white friends who saw it were, said the kind of the same thing to me about like Black Panther and Get Out. They were like, I don't want to say that. I didn't really like it a whole lot. Like I enjoyed it, but I don't want to say anything negative about it because I don't want to be looked at as that guy. Yeah. Or, or that girl. And so but, go ahead. Well, but I think, um, and I'm sure you were getting to this point if I hadn't interrupted you, mm-hmm. sorry, no, no. Um, but I think kind of what someone, one of my friends actually kind of gently checked me because I was like posting all this stuff about the, um, black Panther, like not, like totally bashing it but you know there were all these think pieces analyzing the message portion of it and so i was posting all these critiques and stuff and he was like hey i don't think you get it and i was like okay this is a a, um, black male friend he was like i don't think you get it and i was like okay what don't i get and um and he was basically hitting on the representation part you know the fact that there these are it's a movie with all of these black folks who are shown as strong and powerful and right not drug you dealers, know not gangsters right, not anything exactly. negative at all exactly and and like we've talked about before so many like dark-skinned um black folks and then all of the different um you know cultural elements that they i mean it was kind of a mishmash which kind of like messed with my head a little bit too but regardless like all the different elements from various african cultures you know as far as the costuming and the the markings and the scarification and all the the jewelry all those things that um that they did and he was basically saying like you don't understand how big those things those elements are for black you know black americans or or black folks worldwide maybe Mm -hmm. um and so i after that i was like okay you know he's right like i don't want to be the the person the killjoy i'm not black like i don't want to be you know what i'm saying right it's like people are celebrating for the most part this movie and and the the good things that it is doing and and that it was able to accomplish and i don't want to be the non-black person that's like but the message sucked (laughs) So I was just kind of like, okay, let me, let me just back off a little bit and let people enjoy it and have their moment. And then if I feel the need to, you know, (laughs) post stuff later, let me just like back off for a little bit. Um, Yeah. So that, and that's kind of the point um, that I'm getting to is so talking with some of my white friends um, and black friends, um, the representation. So I said this to, um, to one of my, one of my friends, I was like, you could come out white friend. I'm like, you can come out and say anything you want about little Wayne or Drake or Will Smith about their latest album. Right. You can come out and offer your opinion. And I would imagine there's not going to be a, a real strong reaction to that from anyone. Right. Okay. Why is that? Because the market's flooded with it. There's you can right. find you can find hip hop artists in your neighborhood. 
Okay, right. they're everywhere. Hip hop is flooded. Okay, with 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 black artists and and black people and black singers and all of that. That is not the case <laughs> for film with these types of movies. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm like this representation is so important. Why this top these topics are so sensitive. Sure. Because there's not like you can count maybe the black directors on one hand, you know, and I have this conversation a lot with my wife where I'm like, you know, it's almost like they allow so many black actors at one time. Like you only get Denzel. <laughs> right. Like one. <laughs> We've reached our lot. We've reached our, our maximum. <laughs> right. You, you get Denzel black actors for this film. You get uh, Michael B. Jordan. You get Chadwick, but you only get a few. Right. But you can just rattle off white male actors, white female actors. You know what I mean? It's just a shitload of them. Right. Right? But not the case for black actors and, and directors, right? Right. <clears throat> so you can't... The representation's not there. Yeah. Right? You want to say something? I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard, I've, you know, read articles and stuff about... I mean, not just for black actors, but for Asian actors and you know, other people of color as well. But the same kind of thing that happens with um, resumes and stuff where mm -hmm. it's like they're getting turned down. I mean, I, I remember reading articles about actors who and actresses who have like changed their last names or or their whole name to make it sound more Americanized because they, you know, were getting turned down for parts because of their their names were giving away their that they weren't white and they were just immediately being turned down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like the same issues that happen in the workforce and other part areas of society, you know, are happening in film and Hollywood and, and all of that, too. And maybe even more so. I mean, maybe yeah. even to a higher degree. I don't know. And so I'm saying to some of my people, I'm like my friends, I'm like, um, my white friends, um, I'm like stereotypes drive, you know, public opinion about people for the most part. Oh right? my gosh. Yes. Okay. So like it stereotypes yes. drive your people's opinion about almost anything, black people, Asian people, you know, right. You, you we want to think that they, that, that, that media doesn't influence that, but it does hugely. Yeah. Hugely. Where's that coming like from? It's fact. Like okay. we, we, I mean, that's another one of those like non-debatable things. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're getting it from your movies, your TV shows, right. you know, exactly. your your music or whatever it is. And so, like, how how else would you have people who have never in person encountered people from this particular racial group who have these deeply ingrained ideas of who those people are? Uh, exactly. It has to be from media, right? Yeah. And um, do you know who Kamal Bell is? I believe his name is Kamal Bell. That name is so familiar. Uh, black, I think he's a comedian. Um, he had the show on CNN for a while. W. Kamal Bell. Um, yeah, yes. Really, I know who you're talking about. Really interesting guy. He was um, just on this podcast, uh, I think, called This American Life. And okay. he was telling this quick story about how he's married to a white woman and okay. um, he's got mixed kids. 
and his wife was at lunch with a bunch of her white friends uh, and his kids, and he showed up late, and he walked up to the table. They're all sitting outside on the sidewalk, and he says as soon as he walked up to the table, a waitress from inside the restaurant started beating on the window and shooing him away. Wow. <laughs> and, like, you know, get out of here. Don't, don't stop harassing these women. Yeah. You know, are you trying to sell them something? Like, get out of here. Uh, long story short, you know, they ended up coming out and he's like, yo, I'm her husband <laughs> and these are my kids. Right. And there was a big thing and there was an apology. She got fired and, uh, the community had this meeting and all this other stuff. But I, I bring up that story to point out how important representation is. You know, if I don't know where that, like, we just got her information from. Right. But it was nowhere intelligent. You know, right, um, I, right. or it was a bad stereotype because why would you right. do that? <laughs> why right, are you shooing some... away black people? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You just walked up to sit down. So I was telling a couple of my white friends, I'm like, this is why the Cosby show, you know, was such a big deal outside of it being just a really good show. It right. made black people look normal. Right. Like a happy, healthy <laughs> family with a, Two parents and the kids and kind of going against a lot of the stereotypes of of what black families look like. Exactly. And yeah. I'm like, that's why it was so important. Um, it made us look normal and it drives public opinion about who we are. That's, so that's why we care about this so much. That's right. why we're so excited about Black Panther. That's why we're so excited yeah. about Get Out and right. Us. Um, yeah. We need that. That that could literally save our life, you know. Like if there's a cop out right. there who's seen these movies and, and they don't think so negative of us, they won't be so jumpy when they pull us over, right? Um, or a neighbor, or it could be anybody. Um, these things help form public opinion about us. Yeah. Well, and I think also, I mean, everything you said is like so true. I mean, I yeah, literally what you said about this could save black folks lives. I mean, if that, those alternate images and narratives, especially if those were to pick up right in media, yeah. right, in news stories and movies, that sort of thing. Um, but I, I think another thing I keep thinking about too is um, <clears throat> black blackness being centered, black folks, black, stories right it's not like uh, you know because we have all these movies that have black folks in them or, or that are about black people but then there's the white savior character that is really the character that's centered in the movie right right um that's what i was hearing about um what's that movie that just came out was is it called the green book oh the green book a right? lot of a lot of controversy around that yeah, I have again another one I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen but it either. Almost all the commentary I've heard is like, and especially people that know because it's based on a true story, right? Yeah, that I don't like think the family the approved of it, right? Because they were saying, "Here's the actual story of I think the man who was the driver or the chauffeur or something yeah. in the movie," and they're like, "They're they were like, this is what should have been centered. There's plenty here. He should have been the main character, but instead it." was like more focused on one of the white characters, like overly focused on the white characters. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was another thing that was super powerful and different and, you know, about like black Panther, right. It's right. like, 
black folks aren't the sidekick. <laughs> right. They're not like the sub characters. They are like the main characters. They are driving the story, um, which I still think is rare these days for for movies. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let me. So tell me what you think about this. So I was having this conversation with my wife talking about you think about just white movies. OK, like Die Hard. Um, I don't know. My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, just these movies you've, you've maybe seen or heard of just throughout your life. Right. Where they're just right. predominantly white cast movies. Um, black people, you know, Asian people, we don't they don't have we don't have these movies. Right. The market's right. not flooded with movies about us. Sure. Right. And so when you get like these movies like Get Out or Black Panther or Us, um, or you have like a few black actors in Hollywood, when it's so limited, I hate to say this, but you start asking yourself, are are they really that good? Are we overhyping these things? Because are the movies really that are good? Are the movies that good? Are the actors okay. that good? Are there better okay. actors? Are there better movies? We don't know because we don't get to see them. They're not represented. Okay? Gotcha. Because I got to wonder, if the market's flooded with black movies, is Get Out such a big deal? Right. Is Us such a big deal? Is black? It's not. They're not. Yeah. They're a big deal mainly because we're not represented. Sure. So I have these conversations all the time with my wife about things like this where I was kind of touching on it earlier. I love Denzel Washington, for example. Like He's a great actor. How do we know there's not 10 more of him? Right. 20 more of him. Yeah. <laughs> but we got I mean, a shitload of DiCaprio's and De Niro's and Pacino's and Matt Damon oh, sure and Ben Affleck. You know what I mean? 20 or 30 or a thousand more Denzels. I mean, I think so much of this goes back to, I mean, you, you could look at this in any area, really, you could, you know, you could oh, look absolutely. at yeah. science, you could people, people who are scientists, you could look at people who are professors. I mean, it's like when you look around the world <laughs> and see who has an opportunity to have access to education or have access to go to college or go to grad school. I mean, you know, there, there are people all around the world, right. Mm -hmm. Who are brilliant, like in all these countries in Africa, in South America, in all parts of Asia, right? Like we know that there are, are brilliant, talented people like all around the world. Or I know that I hope people know that. Right. Yeah. But it's it's some people have access. And I mean, it even goes back before even education, like who has access to um, good food while you're developing as a child, right. healthy food, adequate nutrition, you know, adequate health care. You know, so it's like, I mean, I have no doubt that there are a thousand Denzel Washingtons and a thousand neurosurgeons and a thousand, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. teachers of the year. And you know, that, that ha people that have that potential children, young adults that have that potential, but don't have access to the same, everything I just mentioned, right. That, right. that, that other folks do. And so, 
I'm positive that that's the case in the in the world of of acting. I know that it is. Yeah, and right? I've had yeah, like I've had white people say to me, you know, um, okay, so if you guys become a bigger part of the marketplace, they're going to pander to you the way they pander to us. You know, they'll do that. Like um, it could be anything. It could be like a rock and roll movie where they're pander, where they're pandered to white rock people or whatever. They'll pander black movies to black people. It's just all the bullshit marketing things that they do. And I'm like, cool. We haven't really experienced that or a whole lot of that. Like you get some of that Medea movies. I hate, I can't stand those movies. Um, the Tyler Perry movies. I, I, yeah. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> but, You're not the first uh, black person. I know a lot of white folks who like those. You're not the first black person who. Yeah, said it's that like to me. making fun of us. Right. With us, and it's just weird. Playing on the stereotypes, right? It's not helping. I don't think you know. Yeah. But yeah. so they'll they'll make the point like, well, you're, they're going to pander to you and they're going to do all this, and I've, I'm like, yo, that's fine. It's not right. okay, but you take the pandering for granted because you've right. been pandered to. We haven't had the opportunity to be pandered to. This is the point right. I'm making. And then, <laughs> and then let us choose what be critical of what we you know like and what we don't like, and then it'll develop. It'll get even better, right? Right. There'll be more competition. All of that. Exactly. So I'm like, that's yeah. that's kind of the point I'm making, and that's why these topics are so sensitive. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, this was kind of the last, because I wanted to get through these real quick so we could talk about you know these things as we touch on the topics. Um, so I kind of see this thing um, with white people, and it's not exclusive, like you said, to entertainment, but it's this kind of, it's this it's this like thinking where they're they're like can we just get along um oh, why can't that me crazy like why can't when people say that like why can't we get along you know or i don't see color you've heard that one or all lives matter but not in like i'm not saying these things in the aggressive way how we talked about how some white people use them as a way to actually deflect from the topic I'm talking about this in a more innocent way where they're like, I don't understand the problem. Why can't we just get along? Why can't we just fix it? Yeah. Them coming from that approach. So I hear that a lot. And it's funny to me when I hear that because I don't really get a lot of opportunity to talk to them about what they're actually saying where I'm like, that's like wanting the results of the workout without the workout. Right. Like you're just sitting there like, yo, I want to be fit and buff. Yeah. Saying it doesn't make it so. <laughs> yeah. What do you got to do? Got to exercise. You got to work, work out. In. You got to yeah. sweat. You got to go through some pain. Yeah. And I, I don't know why that, I guess I do know why that doesn't connect, but what, I don't why know why. Why is that mind blowing? Yeah. Like, why can't we just work this out? Why can't we just get along? Why? I don't see color or these these like really well, lazy kind of responses and I don't think it's intentional with um with some white people I think it is with others but I can't like apply this monolithic thinking to all white people there's different layers to this well uh, I think oh go ahead go ahead no that's kind of the gist of it I mean I think it is well first of all wait a minute first of all let me ask you how how 
how are you connecting this with the the racial representation or is this just something that was on your mind well it's so with the movies and the entertainment um it's like why can't we just judge movies oh. as they are why can't, why does it have to be a why, black movie why does it have to be all why is all this other stuff going on why can't it just be this i'm like yo that would be great right if right, right. it was okay, just that okay i got you but got in order you. to get there yeah we got to go through we have we have to yeah. we have to go yeah. through all this other stuff uh, yeah i oh i i mean there are a lot of things that irritate me around racism i'm sure you picked up already yeah. but that one is one of the big ones like why can't we just get along because it just i i feel like not only is it lazy it's so um it's either ignorant or it's very um disingenuous like for someone to say that they're either ignorant about the history like truly don't understand the history and don't uh, of racism in this country and and truly don't understand it or there's this laziness like lack of genuine Ness, yeah. right? It's like a whiny. If they do understand at least some of the racial history and why we are where we are today, then I feel like it's asking a question that that why would you ask that if you know the answer? Then it just feels like whining to me, you know, <laughs> like like um, kind of the can't kind of the the whiny version of why can't we just move on and why can't we just get over this. You know, or why can't black folks get over it, yeah. right? It, it kind of hits me as the little bit less abrasive version of that. And and I get it. For some people, uh, for some white folks, I think that question is genuine. They truly don't have, if they're associating um, racism with only slavery, which is how the narrative has been crafted in this country. And, and I think what a lot of white folks think right that's why you get the slavery was so long ago why can't we move past that as if that was the only manifestation of white supremacy mm -hmm. right so when people are correlating those two things um racism with with slavery you know i mean that's 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 false information right there's so many other ways that that racism manifests and so um i mean i yeah, it just frustrates me. Yeah, because I, I feel like there's a different approach to it. Like I feel like there's a way to approach that, and maybe that's what these people are trying to ask. But I feel like there's a better way to approach that instead of like the whiny, why can't we all just get along? Because what that's doing, I feel like, is that centering whiteness, that centering white people and centering their desire to not have to put the work in. Right. Like you said, yeah. it's laziness instead of saying, you know, this seems to really be not going away. Can you help me understand why that is? Or can you help me understand um, how why this pain is so deep? Or I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like the approach is just funky. And then I feel <laughs> with some of it, the thinking is you know, this is awkward and uncomfortable. Exactly. Right? And I'm like, okay, I see you're awkward and uncomfortable and I raise you. <laughs> right. Being black exactly. all day. Right. Being a minority it's, all day. I can't 
take this off. Right. I, I live here. Right. So your so your <laughs> comfort in not having to have hard conversations and rethink what you've been taught is more important than the suffering it, it is 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 harder than the suffering that people of color and especially black folks and and indigenous folks have gone through in this country. I mean that I think that's why yeah, it irritates it, it me. It doesn't so hold much. a candle to it. So I'm like I'm sorry you're uncomfortable. I'm not well I'm not, but I know you're uncomfortable well, and awkward, but like get get in the game. Get over it. <laughs> I mean I, that's kind of what I, I just want to be like I get that. I'm sorry, but get over it. Like put on your big boy girl panties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because Yeah, we got well, some work and, to I do. Mean, yeah. And I mean, especially when you and your ancestors and your people are the ones that have perpetuated this whole thing, you know, and upheld this, then it, 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 um, hits in, in an even worse way. Yeah. Right. Because I guess how I see that on a, you know, on a micro level, <laughs> right. is like, if you have a, something that happens between two people where one person really hurts the other person. Mm -hmm. And then that first person is like, why can't we just move on? Why is this such a big deal? I said, sorry, can't you get over it? It's like, that's not your place mm -hmm. to say that. That is not your place to ask that. That is not your place to expect that. That is not your place to say that your place is to <laughs> take a very different approach than that. Mm-hmm you know, to try to make things right and to try to understand how you hurt that other person and why they, they feel the way they do. And I feel like for so many black folk, or I'm sorry, white folks. Yeah. It's more of that. Just like, this is uncomfortable for me and I don't really care. I mean, at least that's how it comes across. Sometimes mm -hmm. I don't really care what you've been through or what you are going through. I care about me and my comfort and how I feel, which is uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I just want this to be over. And I get that. Nobody, no, that's a human thing. No human being likes to be in uncomfortable situations. But the only difference you know, is we can't escape that. Yeah. Like, and as adults, like we have to fight through that. I mean, it was uncomfortable. This is just me being completely vulnerable. I was intimidated and like, uncomfortable going into my grad program. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a ton that I didn't know about the experiences of black Americans. I'd said shitty things to black friends before and they'd gotten super angry and I was worried, you know, like I knew I had the capacity and I still do today, this very moment, March 30th, 2019, right? Mm -hmm. To say things to black folks or anybody who's in a community folks that are have disabilities or folks that are in the lgbtqia community right like we i still have the potential to say things that are racist or homophobic or you know not not meaning to but mm -hmm. i haven't arrived at any certain place of of all-knowing understanding right and so i i just feel like there are some people that can recognize that the journey to racial understanding or racial reconciliation or more peace or, you know, it, it's going to require work. It's going to require being uncomfortable. It, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy, but 
if you really prioritize what you say that you prioritize, <laughs> then you'll push through the discomfort, right? Yeah. You know, but I feel like for so many people, they don't really, they don't really care that much about racial reconciliation or all of us getting along, or they would be willing to put the work in mm-hmm. and deal with the discomfort. I feel like that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Like you can say whatever you want to say that you really, really want this, but I think how much you really want that shows in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When those hard moments are there, are you going to stick, stick with this? Um, sorry, I kind of got off on my, no, my I mean, it, it, it's all related. It, it's, it's definitely all related. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself to answer the question. I posed at the beginning, why can't white people talk about black movies? <laughs> it's, uh, there's so many ways to answer that because there's not so many of them. <laughs> um, you 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 can talk about them, but you got to do it in a understanding way. Right. You got to understand what is all what's all playing into that. Right. Um, yeah. And this isn't just another random movie that we can just critically analyze without being aware of. Yeah what this movie is doing and the, the, the ground that it's groundbreaking, I guess. You know what? what Check this out. The fact that I've had white people say that to me literally is evidence of how fucked up everything is. That they've said to you, why can't we talk about this movie? Yes. The fact that they've, that they've said that to me, is like, I can't talk about this because I don't want to be looked at as, you know, a racist the fact that they're even saying that is evidence enough of how fucked up the situation is. Yeah. In the, in the United States. Like, yo, you can't honestly talk about a damn movie. That's how yeah. bad this is. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about a movie. That's how bad this is. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> And so it's funny. It's like the evidence is right there in the statement. Right. But then these are the same folks that might turn around and be like, why can't we just get along? Right. <laughs> why can't we all just get like, along? All right, like yo, oversimplifying it. You know what? Go ahead and say what you want to say about that black movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead. Let it rip. Let's see how this, let's see how this one plays out. <laughs> you know, as I was thinking about this whole racial representation topic i thought about a commercial oh Um, cheerios uh, (laughs) dang it matt (laughs) why you do this to me (laughs) yes is that the one commercial yeah okay exactly the one with the mixed family right there was i think a black dad and a white mom and a little mixed child and it like blew up like people lost their minds over this what 30 second commercial 45 second commercial and, you know, I mean, I think that's just more evidence of how screwed up this country is, but also goes to show that, like, people still have weird feelings around, which you and I, you know, we know this, this isn't shocking, but around interracial families and yeah. and mixed kids and, um, you know, that, that, that a movie, or, or I'm sorry, a, a short commercial depicting a mixed family is just like making people lose their minds because you don't see that a whole lot. And, um, I, 
yeah, I was actually thinking, I don't know if I've ever seen myself ever represented in film or on a, on a TV show or in a movie as a mixed race person. Yeah, like I've you want seen... to tell me Jackie Chan and Jet Li are the only act Asian, you know, actors out there? Right. Are you kidding and me? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I definitely very much identify as Chinese and as Asian American, mm-hmm. but I very heavily identify as a mixed person, mm-hmm. which, you know, I had to learn that that term that terminology holds different weight in black communities than it does in other communities. Yeah. Right. Because I would get pushback from black folks for identifying as mixed. Like I'd get the side eye. And so I had to like learn (laughs) the dynamics of mixedness and people claiming mixedness that means something different in black communities than Mm -hmm. it does in, in other communities. Um, you know, but for me, it, I mean, as I've talked about on uh, on other podcasts, like I grew up with a with a white supremacist father, a father who came out in support of the KKK, right? So obviously, <laughs> me being mixed and growing up with parents who were in an interracial relationship, that's a different kind of upbringing than somebody with two Chinese parents, you know, like that weighed hugely into who I am and into my experiences. And so, um, yeah. So like I was thinking about how few, you know, you have a lot of mixed, mixed race actors and actresses, but they rarely play mixed characters in movies, Mm -hmm. right? Like their characters aren't mixed, their character, they're playing, a black character, even though they're mixed or they're play, you know, um, but I was realizing that a couple of my favorite movies, um, are about a uh, feature mixed characters who are actually playing mixed, like mixed actors who are actually playing mixed characters in the film. They're not my particular mix. Um, but I think that resonates with me on some level Right. That like, oh, my gosh, it's like uh, they're actually depicting, you know, a character who has parents that are in an interracial relationship. And so that resonates with me. Um, I was also thinking about uh, this short film. I I went to a film screening about it was probably about a year ago. Um, It was a very short film, probably 20 minutes. Um, It was called Black Korea. Um, and it was made, it was based on um, the story of a, a black Korean woman who grew up on the south side of Chicago. And um, she was the writer and the director and all of that. And it was like a super powerful experience. It was like one of the most like emotional films I've ever watched mm-hmm. <laughs> because, uh, and it wasn't, because of the actual film. I mean, that was a part of it, but it was because um, this woman in, in the film um, or the woman who wrote it, she had been abandoned. So, so her parents had met overseas. It was a black father and a Korean mother. He was military. So they'd met, you know, I guess when he was stationed in Korea and come back to the South side of Chicago. Well, she ended up leaving 
him. I think there, there were some issues of like alcoholism and domestic violence. So the mom left the husband and, but she felt like she couldn't, she knew she couldn't take the children back to Korea because with them being mixed race and with them having black heritage, she knew they would be stigmatized and bullied. And so that wasn't even an option for her to take the children with her back to Korea. Yeah. And she didn't know how to like, I don't think she knew how to make it in the U S right. She'd only been here a few years. And so she ends up like abandoning the children with her ex husband's mother. So these children from the time they're young are raised by their black grandmother and these aunties and on the South side of Chicago. And so felt very disconnected from their, from their Korean side. And, um, but the, the writer of this film in her adult years had found um, a group of black Koreans on Facebook and started reconnecting with her Korean heritage. And there were a handful of black Koreans in the audience that night. Like they acknowledged them and had them stand up. And it was just like, I mean, you could feel the emotion in the room. I mean, this wasn't even their story these other black Korean folks, although apparently this whole like abandonment by Korean mothers who married black men is a thing like that, that happens. Um, But anyways, you could just feel the emotion. And I was just sitting there thinking, what must that be like for them to just have this short film portraying their particular mix? I'm pretty sure they probably, never seen that before on the big screen or rarely. And so anyways, it was just something I was thinking about as a mixed person, because then it gets even more <laughs> complicated, I think. Right? Yeah, it's, like, it's something white people take for granted. It's, yeah. it's that privilege. And then because they're always kind of like, what are you talking about? I'm like, and I'm constantly giving examples. I'm like, yo, it doesn't even matter to you. That's right. what we're talking about. It, it, like something on your radar that right. all your movies look like you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. Movies and and all, everything else, Santa and Jesus and Right. <laughs> like it's 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 normal to you. Like it yeah. doesn't even register. It's so normal. I I had a little moment um recently I was at at one of the museums in Chicago too. This doesn't have to do with a movie, but I saw this um Lego set that was like depicting Chinese New Year with these little like Asian Legos and obviously like I'm not into Legos now I'm like 37 years old yeah um I played with them as a kid but I kind of like freaked out for him I was like oh my gosh it's like Asian Legos and it's like Chinese New Year in this Lego set and literally for a moment thought about buying it yeah <laughs> for myself I didn't but I for like literally considered it briefly because it was like I've never seen that before and this is freaking awesome so yeah I just think um I don't know I think the representation and as we've talked about the type of representation right that it's positive and not yeah just feeding into these stereotypes is huge um and you know we Asians kind of had, you know, 
our ground one of our groundbreaking films in Crazy Rich Asians that came out not too long ago too. Yeah. You know, and I think that was huge for um a lot of Asian folks for the for many of the same reasons, right? We we weren't being cast as like just these like like, you know, fresh off the boat, quote unquote. Um I don't mean that negatively at all. Mm-hmm. But you know, folks who like don't speak English well and and are just like super nerdy or, you know, the sidekick or doing, you know, <laughs> Kung Fu, right. It was like a movie that depicted Asian folks, centered Asian folks and depicted us as just like living our lives, just doing right? Normal <laughs> things that Being, you do yeah, in real life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And also depicted kind of, you know, I think in the U S so many folks, when they think of Asian, they're really thinking only of East Asian, right? Chinese, Korean, and, and Japanese Mm -hmm. when really there, you know, there's so many different Asian countries and, and, you know, South Asian folks get left out all the time. Um, I don't know that this, this movie covered all of that. I haven't actually seen it yet. I was going to watch it yesterday and I got distracted doing something else, but, um, but from the feedback that I got, it was like, you know, actually depicting Asian folks as more than just Chinese, Japanese or Korean, you know, like as, as more diverse than that. And so um, I think, you know, there was a lot of the same sense of like excitement and pride around what that movie was doing mm-hmm. in a similar way that black folks felt about, you know, Black Panther or Get Out or um those films so yeah. i'm hopeful that there's more to come yeah i think and- it's slowly obviously um getting somewhat better like i got like a crap load of you know black toys for my for my kid now like he's right. got like black action figures and or books that exactly have black children in them that aren't about slavery or <laughs> right <laughs> activism it's or, just a black yeah. kid playing with his teddy bear or something right. and there's even mixed um kid books since he's mixed so we've seeked those out and we have some of those and yeah it's it's nice and um there's a spider-man new spider-man character his name is miles morales miles is uh black and hispanic i believe and he was, oh, awesome. he was who the last Spider-Man movie was about, the animated one that people um, are excited about. Um, so it's, it's you know, slowly evolving. Happening, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So it's better than nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think, I mean, with, I mean, I, I was reading that um, Us is, like, opening weekend made more than any other what horror film ever? Yeah, or something? it's the, like the biggest horror movie opening ever. Right, and Black Panther also did crazy well, right in the in the box office. Yeah. So I mean, money talks, right? Like, right. You know, there's going to be more coming because so, people are spending money on them. Like they're 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 doing well. So you know, so what I, I would, think that's enough reason to support it. Yeah, to support these films. You know, even if. You, it's not doesn't hit your top five movies of all time list. At least supporting them means hopefully more will come come along. You know. So I would say this um, to, all, to all my white people who want to talk shit about these movies, <laughs> support them and they'll make a lot more. And the more there are, more shit you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! <laughs> when they become as as flooded in the market as white movies. 
then there'll be more leeway. Oh my god! But right now, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Only positive things or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to ask you uh, really quick about this movie on Netflix. It's, um, I believe, a uh, a mixed girl. It's called uh, "To All the Boys I Loved Before." Um, oh, my wife loves my wife loves this movie, and uh, if I get this wrong, I'm sorry. But something about the director when she wanted to, I guess, sell it. I can't remember if she tried to sell it to someone else, and they wanted to recast the girl as white. Um, oh. And she's like, no, she's like mixed, and I, I don't know what she's mixed with. I'm going to get it wrong, so I'll just say Asian and something else. I think it was Asian okay. and, and, and white, and she's like, no, it has to be the way I wrote it. It's got to be that way. And I think Netflix possibly just picked it up how it is. Okay. Um, or she won the fight with Netflix. I can't remember exactly what it is, and I should have researched it, but I just thought about it off the top of my head. Yeah, um, I'll have to check that out. Um, but it's a it's a little cute, you know, movie. Teenage, a little Teenage cutesy. love, you know. <laughs> teenage love. That's funny. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, um, it's not bad. I watched it with her. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. It's Whatever. Cute. It's cute. <laughs> I'll watch it with my wife because she wants me to. Yeah, it's, it's cute. <laughs> That's why I got so excited um, about that other Netflix. Um, I know I just mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but about that show called Shadow. Yeah, I wrote that down or I added it South to my Africa. list. Um, yeah, because it's like it's showing South Africa in this very modern you know, light, not, you know, the African continent is so often depicted as like, you know, starving kids and war and all that kind of stuff. And this is just showing kind of like everyday lives. I mean, it's not, there's also kind of like a superhero in it, but still for the most part, it's, it's just more like everyday lives of South Africans. Like if you went there and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I think there's a lot going on in the, the, film industry in a lot of different places and i'm just excited to see what else comes out and yeah yeah how it keeps growing so and i know i'm big into entertainment and all that and that's why i like talking so much about these topics but um i really do think this obviously relates to the bigger picture um oh i completely agree with you how you know um i don't want to even say minorities because i don't think that's true um but how uh ethnic people are viewed um, not just in the United States, but throughout the world. Around the world. Yeah, because people internalize people internalize that. Whatever they're hearing, however they're seeing different folks being portrayed in media, they're, I mean, they're, yeah, people are internalizing that and believing that that's like reality, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I, I fully 100% agree with you. Yeah, Super so, important. yeah, I think we, uh, I think we kind of got through it there quickly. Um, yeah. Hopefully it wasn't too rushed and all over the place. <laughs> no, I think we're good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the gist of what I had. Um, like I said, I've been having these conversations with people a lot, and so I really want to come on here and, and kind of talk about it. And um, hopefully some of them are listening, and um, I'll, I'll get some feedback in person. And they're like, "Yo, why'd you talk about me, Matt? You know, <laughs> I didn't use your <laughs> name." Why did you quote me? <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> I know you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I got lots of white friends, so I could be talking about any of y'all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that wasn't about you, I promise. 
If not, I could just make up a white friend. You know, Bob. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that's what Mikey said. Bob in the office down the hall, not you. Not you. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was a, that was nice. That was kind of a light, you know, um, yeah. episode. it wasn't too heavy. I don't think so. It's I'm nice glad we, we, I'm glad we had a, a little bit of a lighter one. Yeah. I had kind of a rough past couple of weeks. So I'm Aww. like, let's do a, let's do a lighter podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be up in my feelings anymore than I already have. Been, so. <laughs> Well, when you get a second, I don't, know, I don't know if you ever go back and listen to these episodes. Um, listen to the uh, song that came on because, like I said, I do that playlist shuffle every time. Listen to the song that came on on, on this episode is pretty funny. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> and I'm yes, gonna do I it again here in a second. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, great talking to you as usual. Yeah, and uh, talk enjoy. to you soon. Okay, enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. All right. Mm, bye. Bye bye. All right, there we go. Episode twenty six. Why can't white people talk about black movies or ethnic movies? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and send this out on another playlist shuffle. Uh, thanks for listening. Share the episode, please. Tell your friends and family about it. Uh, go get your be humane wristbands. All that great stuff. I'm going to hit playlist shuffle. I'm kind of nervous, but here we go. Oh, this is a song. This is this is an instrumental track um, that I actually made a long time ago. And it's actually on the album um, I produced called My Sound, The Sky Sound. 